0: Hello, you're listening to the Big Finish Summer Special Podcast's official launch date, July the 10th, 2017. Hello, Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks. Things like Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven. Uh, Can you think of anything else we do, Ben? Um. This is my son, Ben, because this is a summer special podcast.
1: I can't really remember, but is one of them The Prisoner
0: or not? Yeah, it is. Yay. The Prisoner, yes. Which reminds me, uh, this podcast will feature a huge preview section all about series two of The Prisoner. Based on the 1967 cult TV, there's something reversing here. There's a building site next door. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, the cult TV 1967, the series starring Patrick Magoon. We reimagined it. Series one is already out to great reviews, which was brilliant because I had a lot to do with it, writing and directing it. And my name is Nick Briggs, by the way. My usual co-host, Benji Clifford. Well, where's Benji today, Ben? Uh, you, <laughs> you, you
1: basically, you said you
0: could have the week off. <laughs> right, so Benji's had the week off. I wonder what Benji's doing. Uh, let's find
1: out. <music>
2: Week off. Nothing but sun, sea and sa Oh. Uh, oh, it, it's it's alright everybody. It's alright! It's, uh, it's 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 not a standard nineties office telephone. It's uh, it's it's just my ringtone. Hello? Hiya, Nick, yeah, how you doing? Me, yeah, yeah, I'm Fly. Fly as a kite, whatever that means. Yeah, I've just taken a few days off to enjoy the planet Barcelona. Yeah, it's been nice, actually. Got myself a sunbag, got myself a beverage. In fact, I'm just catching up on the new Big Finish adaptation of Mr. Ben. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it stars John Banks as Mr. Ben. It's brilliant. Well, you see, I'd I'd love to record something for the podcast, but I've I've just remembered I've I've got to walk my Silurian. Uh, Yeah, yeah, bye. Well, now that's over and go back to enjoying myself. Wouldn't it just be typical for a monster to come in and ruin this holiday? Right, looks like it's back to normal then.
0: Okay, well, thank you there, Benji. Yes, uh, interesting little break you're having. And it's funny you should mention the Sionarians. Hmm, funny there. Okay, now, uh, what's coming up in this podcast? Well, all sorts of new trailers um, about Big Finish, and also, of course, the aforementioned section about uh, the prisoner. It's some excerpts from the behind the scenes documentary giving you a clue as to what went on. Uh, while we were recording the Prisoner Series 2. Also, because it's summer and this is a summer special podcast, here I am at a completely different point in time, on location at a Big Finish studio session where I'll be asking all the actors here, including Tom Baker, what summer means to them. In the meantime, Ben, what are you doing? Um,
1: I'm opening up my recording box for me for my birthday.
0: Okay, Ben has a digital recorder, and his idea is to record this as his podcast as well. Are you, well, is it ready yet? Uh nearly. I'm
1: just trying to put
0: the big phone thing in. Oh, I come around here. Oh, that's right. I'll put the I'll put the pop shield on for you. Um, now, Ben, since it's the summer podcast, can you tell me what does summer mean to you?
1: Uh it means I get the summer holidays of school. That's good. For I think it's six weeks.
0: It is, I think. Yeah
1: i think i just got that right straight away
0: i've got the pop shot. that's that clicking sound is the the awful sound of ben clicking his fingers <laughs> yeah which is your favorite thing at the moment
1: no it isn't it actually really hurts
0: well don't do it then it's because
1: they're stiff <laughs> i can I help it
0: now what do you want me to turn this on or do you want to put the thing on the bottom the, the, the yeah, I was put okay, that the handle okay well you go and do that in the meantime yes there is some big finish news <laughs> Series 5 of UNIT is coming up. Did you know, by the way, that this UNIT theme, which you can hear now, the rhythmic motif of the theme, spells out UNIT in Morse code? That's down to the genius Howard Carter, who's the composer. I'm rather impressed by that. Let's have a listen. you know Morse code? Yeah. Ben, do you know Morse code? Uh, kind of. Oh. What do you mean by kind of? I mean no. <laughs> the cast and storylines are revealed for Series 5 of Unit Encounters. Just after seeing teams of Unit Old and New reunited in Unit Assembled, we can confirm that uh, my wife has arrived with some toast for Ben. <laughs> Bring it in!
1: Ah! I didn't you! <laughs>
0: It's that time of day in the summer when my son needs a snack and some milkshake lovely Anyway, yes, we can confirm the titles for Series 5 of Unit Encounters. My wife is very silent. She smiled for the microphone, that was about it. Jemmy uh, Redgrave and Ingrid Oliver return as Kate Stewart and Osgood in their mission to investigate and confront alien attacks across the planet Earth. In Unit Encounters, the Unit team are tested further than ever with threats from our universe and others, encountering Daleks, Sontarans and even the worst of themselves. Yes. We've mentioned these before. The stories are by acclaimed writers, Matt Fitton, Roy Gill, Andrew Smith, and John Dorney. Episode one, The Dalek Transaction by Matt Fitton. Episode two, Invocation by Roy Gill. Episode three, The Sontaran Project by Andrew Smith. And episode four, False Negative by John Dorney. Ben is now uh, drinking his milkshake. If only you could hear the glug, glug, glug noises. How is it, Ben? Glug, glug,
1: (laughs) glug. That was just me faking it, sorry.
0: We realise that. Yeah, that looks nice. The Paul Sprague Memorial Writers Opportunity 2017. The opportunity is now closed for another year. We're currently creating a long short list ahead of a final short list and then a decision. As we did last year, we'll uh, personally approach the writer we want to work with and we'll announce details only when everything is happening. Thanks for your patience. There were 600 individual submission emails, um, but approaching 700 entries. Yeah, Uh, a few people put in more than one idea. Although this is fewer than last year, says Ian Atkins, the producer involved in all this. The rush to submit on Friday saw nearly half of all submissions come in. Leaving leaving it to the last minute is a writer's approach, he says, we'd rather not encourage. Uh, of the favoured doctors, the seventh led the way quite considerably, followed by the eighth and sixth quite closely. And then to our surprise, just, are you still slurping? <laughs> uh, just a few of the I'm rest very good you can tell he's gonna uh, take after his father interested in sound effects uh, the quality says ian was high again although some people confuse synopsis with pitch which meant that their entries couldn't be considered yeah a synopsis tells us the whole story rather than a pitch which just gives us a sort of tantalizing glimpse of what it might be bit of a difference yeah uh, there's a huge range of different tones from the very very dark to the comedic and a wide range in scale from saving the universe to saving a single person it was great to see the Doctor Who format so widely embraced in so many ways hmm. so in the coming weeks and months we'll be letting you know who the winner of this writer's opportunity is and it's really great to see what uh, oh Ben's trying to work out how to operate the digital recorder you have to turn it on first, mate. There you go.
1: When you ask what summer means to me, it mm. also means it's already been my birthday.
0: That's true. When was your birthday?
1: Uh, the 28th of June.
0: That's true. And what I'm did you do? I'm
1: recording you. Are you? Yeah.
0: You're not. You're, oh, yeah, you are recording me. Yeah. H- hello on Ben's podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got my dad here and he's doing his own podcast right now.
0: Oh, this is like a, a weird podcast clash. Yeah, oh, thank you. It's now putting... I feel like I'm doing a, a sort of news conference because yeah. now, now two microphones pushed yeah. in my face.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what do you think it's time for now, Ben? Um, Well,
1: you normally say something weird now, don't you? <laughs> something like that.
0: Something weird? You know Let's have mean? a listen to the... Yeah, was it something
1: tunic or something like that?
0: Cue Nick
1: and Benji. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: not here, so there's no cueing Nick and Benji, I'm afraid. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Anyway, let's hear the trailer for the upcoming Sylvester McCoy story, The Silurian Candidate. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions Doctor Who, The Silurian Candidate. Doctor,
3: where are we going?
4: Somewhere else. That's where you usually go when you change course. You won't get an answer. That's not who the Doctor is now. He's a lot more secretive. Matua, China, there's just something I have to take care of.
3: Please do not struggle. You're a robot. The correct term is security android. Looks like a load of ruins.
5: Archaeologists have speculated that it was once a temple, built before recorded time. Who are you working for?
3: I'm sort of between employers. Quite a long way between, really.
5: Welcome to the world
6: beneath the world, Ace.
4: Pretty tall, were they, these Silurians? What makes you think that is? Why else would they have made the ceiling so high?
5: That would have been to
4: accommodate their pets.
1: <laughs>
5: Still, the Doctor persists in hampering our plans. We must delay him. We must destroy him!
3: You're not him, are you?
5: Bad Falco in the flesh, love.
3: He's there to hold talks with Director Shan of the Eastern Bloc.
4: You know, Professor, after all this time, I just still don't trust you. Hey! Someone's launched a missile at us.
5: That's a Silurian weapon.
4: Brace for
7: impact!
5: All of those who harm our people must die!
0: Big finish. We love stories. So that's what the Doctor's up to, fighting the... Uh, that's Ben sniffing. Uh, thanks, mate. Ah, <coughs> oh, thank you. Got that out of the way. You've also got butter all around your face. Just, just saying. <laughs> He's trying to get rid of it with his tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work, mate.
1: Done? No, it's still there.
0: Oh, no, on the sleeve. Well done.
1: On the sleeve? It's
0: You've missed it there, to the, that's it. You've got, yeah.
1: <laughs> you said on the sleeve. I've got short sleeves.
0: All oh, right, on on your wrist, then. You pedant. <laughs> Do you know what a pedant is? No. Uh, I'll tell you later. Precisely later. Are you still recording? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's been two minutes and uh, ten, eleven seconds, twelve seconds, thirteen seconds.
0: Okay. You could just keep seconds. counting. Uh, on a summary theme, would you like to tell people what we did uh, yesterday afternoon after school? You and I.
1: Uh we went for a walk, and we went for a very long walk through three fields um I think two of the fields we kicked football we did, yes. and then we um we were walking to the beach the long way, so we went through all the huts and things well it's not the long long way, but it's the short of the long way um but we then we uh, ate chips and <sighs> Oh, I told you, I just, I said, um, because we went to the rope park to eat them, and... The um, rope
0: park? Do you want to explain to people what the rope park is?
1: Um, it's a... Well, Brookport is famous for its rope, net. Yes. So, they just made, they made a playground at at West Bay that was made out of rope and net. And then we think we saw Zoe from school there. (laughs) And I find out the results was Yes really you did so it was her she Uh, did see me
0: not Zoe from Doctor Who who travelled with the second Doctor and Jamie nope no I didn't see any TARDISes anywhere (laughs) he's now pointing to a TARDIS that's on top of one of my speakers fair enough
1: it's a speaker TARDIS
0: it is yeah although it hasn't spoken to me recently there's a nice there's a TARDIS there
1: yeah also that's also a speaker there's a Dalek speaker over there as well
0: I know, we've got everything here.
1: Oh, and another one behind uh, my drawing of a TARDIS.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, shall we hear a little bit about uh, what happened during the making of the second series of The Prisoner?
6: So, Nick, it is Saturday the 11th of March. How is it coming back for Series 2 after the reception to Series 1?
0: Yes, you are asking me that question now. That's the first time it's occurred to me, so... Uh, I mean, I... I it was it was a beautiful surprise that it went down really really well.
8: happened hello i'm mark and i'm playing number six in all of the prisoners and i'm following nick's instructions explicitly Myra, <laughs> i am a huge admirer can i put
0: the gun down uh, but the beautifully uh, relaxing thing about directing mark is he does the preparation <laughs> usually uh, but you know you you've built up you know what yeah. this part is about you yeah. know how to do it you have a facility for doing it and when it comes out it's been coming out fully formed and perfect, and it's, it's lovely.
3: And once phase C is inserted into his consciousness, well, all will be revealed. Yeah, so I'm Lucy briggs Owen, and I'm playing in this episode number two.
0: That's sounding really, really lovely. Okay. That's just the right... Um, because you see, Lucy, I've only ever heard you play nice people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I can be a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because this is such a discombobulated experience for number six anyway, and no one's quite sure as to what is truth or reality. Have you ever seen The Prisoner, by the way, Lucy? I've not. No. No. Should I have done? done?
0: I yeah, you'll get out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I needed to do homework. Yeah, I did. I did need to look things up. And also, they reference a lot of past episodes um, which is helpful because it gives it a context and you can hang on to those things and go okay hold on what does that what exactly does that mean because i think the worst thing as an actor is to say things when you don't actually understand what you're saying and i think people can tell
7: hello i have a question about this yes um am i a bit tipsy not not i've just i've had a drink it's what alcohol yeah With a dash of something. Here we go. I had breakfast
3: with a dash of something continental. I felt quite decadent.
0: Oh no! Uh, I just meant you'd had an English breakfast and a continental breakfast yes, as well. Really great. You had a croissant.
7: I'm just. I'm just a bit full, if anything. <laughs> <Yes>. okay, <fine. laughs> well, can you hear me?
3: Can you see me? I love you. What? You're not real. You're not him. Get away from me. Go away. Janet! it. Janet I'm Sarah Mowit and I am playing Janet
6: So Nick uh, yes, Sarah was obviously in series one playing Janet yes. uh, what made you decide to bring her back for series two and completely disrupt your schedules
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Well there's a whole thing I could talk to you about about that but I haven't got time i got little, on.
3: I had the impression that Nick was going to try and bring Janet into the second season which I think he always planned that was going to be one so I did a little bit of uh, research and listen to season one again to try and remember what she sounded like and remind myself of their relationship. You took your time.
8: Did you see the weather reports?
3: Aren't you going to kiss me?
8: Hmm. You've never asked before.
3: (laughs) Are you all right? I wouldn't have sent the message if I- No, no,
8: I know that. I mean, never mind what I meant.
3: And find someone else?
8: You aren't jumpy. Why arrange to meet here?
3: Mont Saint-Jean. And uh, also you get a sense of how strongly connected they have been in the past and how important she is to him. And so it's been fun to come back to, very much so.
8: But I think, yes, I think the character of Janet is a really, really interesting narrative thread. And also, as it happens, Sarah is incredibly nice to work with. and a really, I don't, I'd never met her before doing a meeting on, on the, in season one of this, but she's a really, really lovely person and a really, really good actress. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was just going to share the fact that I wore this jumper yeah. because this is 1960s M&S, and I like to dress appropriately for the character. Of
8: Brilliant.
2: That's in great that, nick if it's 1960. It is. It is amazing. remarkable. Yeah.
3: You see, look at the label. It I'm is 1960s. No, I believe you. Can I hear? You, can I hear a couple of oh, lines sorry. from other <laughs> <from> the spectrum? <laughs> sorry to
2: interrupt the encore. <laughs> Norman, <I'm> nicely done. <laughs> okay. This is right. crazy. Anna, how
3: did we get out of there? Keep moving. This way. Mark is fantastic at six, and you—you you really got the sense of how frustrated and lost and confused and angry and perplexed and. As we are when we're listening to it, how he is when he gets to the village, and then there are these other wonderful characters that that are there. And you say, "And I don't know. I mean, I've saw clips of, I've seen clips of the series, and I knew the catchphrase, and I knew the music, and yet the way Nick has adapted all that into the an audio world is really very, very clever. It works terribly well."
0: She is the emotional centre of number six because it was an experience with her when he met her mm. in Belgium that, for reasons that the audience don't know, propelled him to resign. So there we have it, just in case you didn't know. Scott Hancock, the uh, producer of Prisoner, volume two, was doing the interviews in that, if you heard his voice sneaking in now and again. Hello! Yes, that's Ben talking into his uh, milkshake bottle. That's, Hello.
1: that's quite the Christmas
0: oh. <laughs> That's on a very summery theme, isn't it? <laughs> uh, right, in some news here, could I just tell you that on the 11th of July, good. which is Tuesday, uh, the high price of parking, uh, Seventh Doctor, Ace... And Mel's story will be released. Yeah. He's taking his microphone away. And here is the trailer for it. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the high price of parking.
2: Welcome to our home, free parkers. Welcome to the tribe
4: of the lost. Three, two, one...
1: Free parking!
2: Explosion detected in sector three, ma'am. I've locked down the area.
3: Right, I see. Is it them? My people, we have
2: found our foe! We must head for glory!
3: I don't like the sound of that.
6: I don't like the sound of any of it.
2: Uh-oh!
4: They're swinging round! The rocket! God! Get out of the way of
3: the rockets! everyone make it out? <laughs> I think so.
9: Those three parkers tried to kill me. That's going too far.
5: Get in. Now. Whoa,
4: don't have to ask me twice.
5: Please, do not enter that vehicle.
4: Step on it, Sunshine.
5: Stop.
2: Stop now. The more corpses pile up, the
8: less chance we have of keeping this under our hats. If you can't stop this, I'll find people
2: who can. This sounds a risky plan.
4: On a day like today, any plan's a risk. If we want to save lives, it's a risk we've got to take. Tool up. Let's go stop a war.
0: Big finish. We love stories. Now, Ben, that was a trailer for a Sylvester McCoy story. Now, you've met Sylvester several times. Yeah.
1: You? you like him? Yeah.
0: I'm just looking for you to say something about him rather than, yeah. When did you last see him? i was
1: saying, yeah. <laughs> when did you last see him? Um, uh the bull. Pardon? At the bull. What's the bull? Um, it's a restaurant. Um, I think near the church in Bridport, because there's two churches, I think, and it's it's the one at the far end by the butchers. <laughs>
0: okay. And uh, um, how was the evening with him?
1: It was okay. He looked at my fidget business. I didn't have as many as 21 by then.
0: And what do you like about Sylvester?
1: He brought a magnifying glass... Uh his hat didn't fall off because he didn't have one. Oh. But he did—he did the handshake trick. When when he um, when I was about to shake his hand, he he didn't let go, and I was trying to make him let go. And <laughs> he he was holding on and pretending I was holding on, but I wasn't. I <laughs> uh, I was just putting my hand straight and not even not even holding <laughs> at all. I was just going. Ugh, uh, Oh, oh.
0: Can you explain to anyone listening uh, what the hat falling off trick Sylvester did was?
1: Um, I I think it was uh, he had it on his head. Then he went oh, or went oh. There oh. yeah, wasn't it
0: any time you blew, he would make his hat fall off.
1: I think it was yeah. Then it fell off. It fell off. fell off
0: <sighs> that, that doesn't sound very good in the microphone, to be That's honest
1: really <laughs> my hat
0: hasn't fallen off because i haven't got one okay the high price of parking is by john dorney and it's set on the planet dashra a world of exceptional beauty seconds. historical ruins colorful skies swirling sunsets <gasps> oh. Unfortunately, it um, looks a bit like a huge car park when the Doctor, Ace and Mel arrive. So yes, Sylvester McCoy, Bonnie Langford and Sophie Aldred starring in The High Price of Parking, although I've completely forgotten what I was talking about there. Ben's now putting on his headphones. I'm thinking that it's uh, probably time to join the making of The, the Prisoner Volume 2 uh, for the last time. Should we do that, Ben? Uh, OK. You sure? I don't know. Fine.
1: Do you do it if we're supposed to do it?
3: Tell it to number one. This is your floor.
8: Aren't you coming with me?
3: You left me behind a long time ago.
8: It's picking up, uh, yes, um, directly really from the end of series one, which was now, uh, you know, well over a year ago. And it doesn't help that this episode is is being recorded out of sequence. Often, when we come and do these things, they're they're recorded in a, as if live, aren't they? Um, so you keep the narrative. You have some sense of what the narr- the ongoing narrative is in situ. But uh, that doesn't apply in this case.
3: Oh, I.
8: Hello. Again.
3: Uh, again. Uh, sorry, I, uh, I I didn't expect to. Well, I didn't expect to find you just standing in the street.
0: There are two reasons why I decided to start with uh, a very broad adaptation uh, of Many Happy Returns. One is that it's the episode that everyone said to me, you can't do that on audio, can you? Because in the TV series, it's um, the first 20, 25, even perhaps longer minutes uh, is taken up uh, with... um, the whole business of the prisoner escaping from the village and being adrift at sea and then being tossed into the water by two gun runners and then setting uh, setting their galley alight and all this kind of thing. And most of it has no dialogue at all. So immediately people say, oh, you can't do that. And I thought, well, I want to tackle that. There's also a thought in, in all the stuff I've read about The Prisoner, that this was meant to be the beginning of a second season. Uh, sort of to suddenly go, look, he's escaped, you see. You thought you knew about this series. You thought it was going to be about him in the village every week. And look, we've begun a new series and he's apparently escaped. He's coming round. Would you like a cup of tea, ZM73? <sighs>
8: You must be joking. My name is Jim Barclay. I am playing Control. I hope he doesn't break any speed limits and get himself into trouble.
5: He should be disembarking now, sir.
8: Thank you, Danvers. Pour me a whiskey, would you, old chap? There's a good fellow. Of course, sir. I do not worry about him in that bloody Lotus. The Lotus 7S2, sir? He built it himself. Really? He's going to get himself killed one day, you know. It, it reminds me, actually, it takes me right back because I would still remember the original one when I was about 12 years old. It used to go out late Saturday nights and I never quite knew what was going on then. I'm not that much the wiser now, I'm actually in it. It's 50 years on, but never mind. <laughs> You're awake. No, don't struggle. Uh, Thorpe is a, uh, what is he? He's um, he's bad news. He's a very, I think, cold-blooded and unsavoury um, character.
2: My name is John Heffernan. What was the nature
8: of your conversation while you were driving?
3: Unimportant. In what way? Number six made some typically inappropriate remarks, and I I ignored him. You sure? Yes.
2: He's the antagonist, isn't he? To to number six, it'll be interesting to see whether he reappears in future episodes. <laughs>
3: I can't actually think about it too much because it just fries my brain, but I suppose
7: that's exactly why it's an appealing story. There were
0: a couple of times where I felt I had the real luxury of doing an extra take just because it had been really good, um, but you felt I felt they could maybe build on it. They did. Actually, you know, sometimes when a scene's really good, I just do another take because I want to hear it again. I should really just play it back, shouldn't I, <laughs> rather than get them to go through all that agony? Again. But that's the brilliant thing with this bunch, you see. You never. Sometimes when you're working with actors, it can be quite an agony to get it right. But they they just love love it and do it so well.
5: And
6: so this morning we're kicking off. Uh, with episode... Th- episode three, yes. Episode three, which picks up
5: from the end of Saturday's one.
0: Yes, that's right. Yes. Well, I just looked at
5: the
0: Scene one, rather embarrassingly, it's number six, waking up again. Yeah, yes, I can't help noticing I'm I'm aw- awaking with a gasp again. I promise I won't do it in episode four. You <laughs> said that
8: yesterday. I know, I just want to reaffirm my promise. <laughs> reaffirm my, my, my unreliability.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Get Nick, whilst I've got you between scenes... <laughs> mm, um. See today's script is based on Hammering to Anvil from yes. the TV series. Yes. Uh, what is your process when it comes to adapting established TV episodes for the new Big Finish continuity and adapting them for a completely different medium?
0: Mm. A lot of it's gut feeling. And I'm loath to say it, but sometimes I just try to work out what makes more sense now under the sort of because I think drama is under a lot greater scrutiny now for what really makes sense I think they you know back in the day they used to just say well oh, we'll do it like this but now I think is that reasonable what would make him suspicious you know which is why I, and what's more emotionally interesting as well which is why I brought in the relationship I think, oh, I, think I have to do a take <clears throat> okay
8: reality is reality you don't decide what reality is reality exists and I exist in reality. So tell me, is this real?
0: I feel that what I'm trying to achieve, anyway, and I'm learning this as I go along, but I'm trying to look at the emotional, uh, I, I dare I say, realistic implications of the stories as they were. And that's what changes the stories as well into these new versions.
3: They said there'd be some mental disorientation. They were right,
8: whoever they were. Speak when you're spoken to, please. Answer me this. How the- no! I,
7: did, ah. I love it. You bitch slapped him. Slapped.
8: <laughs> Take it and like it.
3: <laughs> I'm Helen Goldwyn, and today I am playing mostly a character called Number 26.
2: There was an intimacy. The before the actor who played it originally in the 60s
8: took it in a very different direction, and I suppose that's given me a freedom because I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm I'm not aware of that at all, and so I'm just responding to the story, and um, I'm hoping that it will work. Um, but it's one of the great, um, it's a
2: sign of great writing that you can take it in many different directions according to the actor. Well, I'm uh, Jez Fielder. Attention. Number Six is now leaving the village shop. I think Hammer into Anvil is essentially a tale of how somebody's trying to turn a situation upside down and within that, the theme is paranoia. That's the, the tool that Six is using is paranoia to try and destroy, to try and destroy Patrick Cargill. <laughs> and and the, the thing about tr- transferring to audio um, is that with a story like that and as intense as that, there's so much reliant on the visuals. There's so much reliant on the, the the face of number two and the steely resolve of number six. What are you trying to say? Oh, nothing,
8: nothing at all. Just that one is above two, surely? Of course, precisely. Your point being, all of us are ultimately answerable to number one. I mean, not you, me, number twenty-six.
0: I will find out what you're up to, number six. Hello. So we're doing scene two, I believe. Yeah, scene. Scene two. Oh, okay. oh. Oh, oh. Scene one doesn't have anyone in it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just... We're doing the first scene that has right, people yes. in it. Right,
2: right, I thought right, Mark right. was going to give us his rocket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
8: yes, I had an idea from Nick that the final episode was going to be set in, in space, in a moon base. But, uh, yes, I was, I, was, I was keen, very keen, to see how that was going to fit in with the ethos of the prisoner, you know, which... Which, in my mind, is 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 not um, uh, out of space. It's not uh, futuristic in that sense. But in fact, I suppose it's a testament to the to the uh, essential
0: idea. It really works. It, do, it it in no way seems a stretch too far. I can't remember now whether there was a sort of prospective episode that involved some sort of space aspect. And the whole space race thing and going to the moon is very much a sort of, that has a 60s vibe about it because of course, as you know, listeners, it did happen in the 1960s. Freedom is such a huge theme in The Prisoner. So I wanted to test to what degree you could take freedom because we're all very preoccupied with freedoms, aren't we? But, you know, freedom to do what? And that's the question that's asked here. But after this experience, who knows how much this has changed him and what he will be prepared to do. So here I am at Audio Sorcery Studios and my quest is to find out from the assembled cast here, including Tom Baker, what summer means to them. This is how it all began. So, folks, I just wanted to say that, you know, since it's summer, I'm doing a summer podcast.
7: Ooh, so oh, how su- lovely.
0: <laughs> so at some point, I'd like to ask you all individually what summer means to you. How <laughs> do you think of that, Tom?
9: Yes. I, I, well, it's... I, uh, yeah, that might make me stammer a bit, but I'll invent something.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Um, <laughs> I'm Deli, and I'm playing Amanda in this episode of Doctor Who. Um, no one will
0: know anything about that because this is years in advance of when it's being released. Ah. But tell me, Delhi. Yes. Delhi Siegel, isn't it? Deli Siegel. Yes. Uh, just so they'll know. I already knew. Um... What does summer mean to you?
4: Oh, so summer means really hot, hazy days. And I remember when I was at primary school, we used to play on the field and collect all the dried grass and then we'd hear the um, sound of the ice cream van. And I think the sound of the ice cream van pretty much sums up what summer is for me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I remember the grass thing. Did you ever have grass fights? Oh, yes, we had
4: grass fights. We used to build little houses, and it all got very magical with the grass. I remember that really clearly from summer. I don't think we did any work in the last term of the the summer term at primary school. It was just playing in the grass. Those are the halcyon days, so that's what summer means to me.
0: Brilliant, thank you very much. In about four or five years' time, people will know what you were playing in this play. Brilliant, thank you. (laughs) Thank
4: you. Hello,
0: Paul Midcalf. Oh, hello. Yeah, audio sorcery when mm. we record the Tom yes. Baker adventures. It's it your is. studio. It is it? my studio. Yes. And what does summer mean to you? Paul? It means new windows, <laughs> an investment of new windows, and and they all open now, which is a fabulous thing. Good, we haven't right. had that for years, but now everything opens. The air rushes through, and uh, everyone acts, and we're cool. Are you cool? Um, well, it's debatable. <laughs> what, what about summer? Your general feelings of summer when you think of summer. What do you think? I think of uh, paddling pools, and uh, mowing the lawn is always a good thing to think of. (laughs) But at the moment, my lawn is full of old sofas, which I'm currently (laughs) stripping down. So summer to me means old leather sofas with rips in them. I think you're a nightmare neighbour. That's what you are. Absolutely. They're complaining to the council about you. He's got sofas
2: in his garden! He's had
0: them there for years. It looks like he's putting wheels on them. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And here we find script editor, writer, actor John Dorney sitting outside Audio Sorcery in the sun with yeah. his iPad, yes, ri- hello. writing. Hello.
5: Script editing, technically. So oh, you know, is that really?
0: Yeah. Doing so does that involve social media? Sometimes and it's what's that
5: a, dicking around on a game occasionally. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so having te- a breather. Yeah. Why not? You're very it. Anyway, yeah. So, what, what does summer mean to you?
5: Um, Oh, getting burnt, basically. I'm so pale-skinned that I kind of... That's why I'm, I'm sat outside, but I'm sat in the shade in wow. order to avoid turning insanely red. Yeah. And also, also the, other, the other thing is having just done a play with an actress called Summer Stralen, that that's, that's my first thought is thinking of her, actually, bizarrely, in terms of the actual... rather than the season.
0: OK. It's not a favourite season for you, then?
5: No, I, I'm, I'm autumn, which is always why I've like that bit in The Happiness Patrol, where he talks about if your favourite season is the autumn. And that is, because I just love the colours.
0: John, that's beautiful. I may have to go and weep.
5: <laughs> well, I, I tend to weep every time I speak to you, Nick, so that's <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> Thanks, mate. That was lovely.
5: Joe Miners, Hello. you do
0: recording for Big Finish at Audio Sorcery. You're, I do, indeed. You're the man pressing the buttons. You also do sound design for us. I do, indeed. You're,
6: you're looking very suspicious of me. Uh, tell me, what, what does summer mean to you? Oh, summer, I'd spend a lot more money on deodorant than I normally do. <laughs> there is nothing i'm one of the few people that likes it when it's absolutely chucking it down however i do like the sociable having a good barbecue is always quite nice okay mowing the good. lawn and preparing for it not so much but yeah, that's pretty much as interesting as my summer gets
0: well i have to say that i haven't noticed any unpleasant smells so the deodorant's working so far so far i normally find six hours i have to keep it in my bag at all times <laughs> a little personal detail there for, from joe thanks joe you're very welcome <laughs> And so as we hear the whir of the fans trying to cool us down in the control room, here I am with uh, senior producer David Richardson and his dog. Watcher. (laughs) Uh, Elliot, do you have anything to say?
6: He's asleep. He's
0: definitely asleep.
6: He loves Tom's voice. I notice when Tom's in the room, he sleeps a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think Tom must have this really sort of Soporific. soporific voice. Thankfully, that doesn't happen to me. (laughs) <laughs> that so, would ruin the day.
0: Carry on. So David, I'm asking everyone what what does as as we're serenaded by the guitar in the background, what does summer mean to you?
6: Oh, I love summer. Summer is my favourite time of year. Um I love the long days, I love a bit of heat. Um I love I love the fact that I can do work in the garden. So like last weekend, I was sitting in the sun listening to edits. And I was thinking, actually, it doesn't feel like I'm working the weekend because I'm sitting in the sun and I'm listening and stuff and enjoying it. So, you know, it's it just makes everything better, doesn't it? It's really fascinating, he says.
0: Um, the, the answers I'm getting to this question are so different. No two people are saying the same. Has anybody said, I hate summer? Uh, yes, John
6: Dorney. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Because he's auburn-haired. Because of, he of course he did. You needn't have told me that. <laughs> Whereas you always get very
0: tanned in your garden, don't you? Yeah,
6: it's my Indian heritage, actually. Is it? Yeah, apparently going back a few centuries, um, we're from India which I think is rather lovely.
0: I knew that, actually. I was being surprised for the sake of the podcast. <laughs>
6: um, uh, what's coming up in the summer from Big Finish this summer? Um, oh, golly, lots of things. I'm, I'm kind of um, itching to get edits, actually, because I'm really excited about hearing some stuff. Um, I have just listened to Blake 7, wow. the first volume of that, which which I loved. Um,
0: this is a whole new series of Blake 7. I've yeah, seen, yeah.
6: It? yeah, it's the first box set of four stories. Um, and, of course, having produced it myself, it's really nice to actually just... Come to it afresh, and I, I didn't know anything about the stories. that's because um, John Ainsworth's doing. Because John Ainsworth is producing it. Yeah, lo- a lovely job. Really nice, just to listen to everybody and just sort of think these are brand new episodes. And I sort of visualise them as if it was on telly. So it was, yeah, for, for me as a Blake Seven fan, that was lovely. When's that coming out again? Uh, July. July. Oh, yeah. well, right, this month. Yeah. This
8: month. Blake Seven the spoils of war. So this is what freedom looks like.
3: No, not freedom. This is anarchy.
8: You may have to remind me of the difference.
6: Why are we doing this, Dana?
2: Jenna isn't here, she wasn't ever here, and this isn't our fight. Against the Federation? I thought I was joining a band of revolutionaries.
7: Well, here it is. Your revolution, Villa. This is what Blake was working towards, and you, from the moment you threw your lot in with him. Attention, unauthorized intruders. This station is now under
3: Federation control. What is it you hate so much about the Federation?
2: Are you serious?
3: I want to understand. It provides for its people, creates work, maintains law and order. At least, it did.
0: There are better ways of doing that without using an iron fist. You can hear this, Callie?
3: I can hear you. Yes.
2: Out of my head
3: I'm not in your head You're in mine (sighs) Villa Restal. Yes? It's been far too long My sweetness
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah. Hello Kravis
8: Weapons ready We don't know who or what might be waiting for us behind that door.
2: Brace yourselves.
1: You!
8: I should
6: have guessed. I'm just waiting for actually James Goss is going to send me next week the edits for the first Torchwood Series 5 box set, Aliens Among Us. Mm. Uh, I'm really intrigued about that, so next week I shall be devouring that. Who are you?
3: Torchwood.
0: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood. Aliens Among Us.
3: Look at this city.
2: I used to feel that Torchwood protected it. The Cardiff was my city. Well, not anymore. Everyone is welcome here. Because Cardiff... Says no to
9: hate!
7: For God's sake, listen to me, listen to me! I don't know what she's done. I heard rumours. Rumours about a secret police force who kill aliens. What is Torchwood? Keeping you alive. Uh, Barely.
3: I'm going to bring peace to this shattered city. To unite
7: it. Hey, what are you doing? The oh, oh,
2: oh. whole city invaded, and no one's even noticed. Oh, some people know. They just don't care anymore. Torchwood is dead. Big Finish,
6: we love stories. I know who you are! You're bloody torchwood! Finally! And there's. Yeah, Benny is coming back in September, isn't it? With ruler of the Universe, so.
2: Squad! Prison arms for the President of the Universe!
6: Coming soon from Big Finish. Doctor Who, the new
8: adventures of Bernice Summerfield, ruler of the universe.
2: I see the great darkness coming, but also I see hope.
8: Do you ever feel guilty? No. You're the most powerful man in the universe, and every decision you make, whether right or wrong, has consequences.
3: What have you done? I thought you were saving us. We're being gas. The doors were open and they're, they're pumping gas
2: into the cab. I know. Isn't it wonderful? And where does Professor Summerfield come in? Of all the people in this universe, she's the only person who believes in me. And I worry I've lost her. What could be more fun than being awful old me in a universe run by the Doctor? (laughs) Big finish. We love stories.
3: Agent Bernice Summerfield, Special liaison to the president of the universe. My card.
2: Beans, beans, coffee, loyalty card.
6: We're a secret agency. What do you expect? Lots. Lo- yeah, I, I love... I, just tying to what you say about summer, it, just, it is a lovely thing to do in summer, is just sit and, and listen to stuff for me. It's... I really this, lose myself, and this is a
0: huge part of your job, isn't it? Because you check all of Big Finish's output, you, you're yeah, you, the final say on everything.
6: Well, I, I certainly listen to all of Doctor Who and all of Torchwood, um, and everything else I try and fit in, like Lake Seven. I wanted that's, that's, that's Elliot. Elliot on the Just, move. I think you can hear Elliot, you can hear Tom's voice, can't you? Yeah, your favorite, he's a Doctor Who fan, like Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I, I try and listen to as much as possible. I don't manage to because it's you know, there's so much now, you can't, I can't yeah. get through everything. And Sue Cowley function. listens to it all. Them, she actually. does. I don't yeah. know quite how she does it, actually. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, I don't do as much as I can. And it's a it's a real pleasure as part of the job, actually. It doesn't feel like working.
0: Brilliant. Especially in the garden in the summer. Especially in the garden in the summer, yeah. Thank you, David, for your summary words. So, yes... Uh, Neris Hughes, star of last week's podcast. I'm going to ask her a question. So Neris, yeah, you starred last week in our podcast. Oh, it is hot in here, isn't it? I'm, I'm glad I opened this. Um, just checking that's still working. Yes. Uh, so what does summer mean to you?
3: Summer? Well, when I was a little girl, I lived by the seaside. So summer meant for me going to the beach from about the age eight onwards and staying on the beach all day. And coming back and hearing donkeys go up to the beach and having rides on donkeys. Now, summer means enjoyment, sitting out and wizening my skin even more than it's wizened, <laughs> sunbathing. <laughs> I love summer. It's great.
0: I said to David Richardson, you wouldn't believe the different answers. I'm oh, really? Giving. It's really lovely. Really? Thank you for that. Is that enough? It is enough. Oh, right. Thank you. And Trevor, I might as well ask you, since you're here. Oh, Trevor Cooper, hello. Yeah, think, yeah. Which I'm uh, our, our listeners may know you from Star Cops and Revelation of the Daleks. Yeah. Right? yeah. What does summer mean to you? Uh,
5: it. it I, I do remember long, hot summers where me and my brother used to wander off into the woods nearby. And this, that was the whole thing. He used to play outside all day. And your mum would say, make sure you get back for tea. And you'd go at nine o'clock in the morning you wouldn't get back till about six and you'd have all these imaginary games up and down the forests and uh, there were there were woods quite near us and we had all these sorts of things we'd take our bikes sometimes and bottles of water and pop and all that and the other thing uh, like now is I was also brought up near the beach so we used to go to Westwood O every day and go there and swim <laughs> and what about now? now some I love that I love sort of boulevard life it's that thing of sitting on a you know, a table and having a lovely cup of coffee and watching the world go by. That's you know, because anything more than that, you get sort of sweaty and feel old. But just sitting down and watching the world go by is, by is lovely. That's what summer's about. Brilliant.
0: Of course, uh, being here in the studio at the moment, it is. I think we're all feeling
5: sweaty and old. Here, we are we? feeling sweaty. Yes, <laughs> I'm feeling particularly sweaty and old. I should have brought a towel. <laughs> but, uh, one more scene for you. One more scene. I'll now go oh. away.
0: Thank you. So just tracking down the final cast member Here she is, Lucy Pickles
7: Hello Hi
0: Lucy Hi, hey, hi. Uh, Have you had a nice day? I've had
7: a lovely day Has,
0: has it been too hot?
7: No, it's been fine yeah. I actually haven't been too hot until that moment There was a lot of screaming So now I've w- w- made myself a little hot
0: <laughs> oh, so You want to be in that control room It's very hot in there Is it? At one point we were saying cue And then standing in the uh, uh, the corridor
7: Right because it was actually cool. Waiting and yeah. they're I think it was okay.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> can hear it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what does summer mean to you? It's our summer special podcast. That's why I'm asking people.
7: What does summer mean to me? Yeah. It means, oh, do you know what I love about summer? And I, I think about when it's winter and it's really cold is leaving the house without a coat. Just in yeah. a t-shirt. And you're like, I don't even have to think what coat goes with this outfit. Because yeah. it's so hot and it's like eight o'clock at night. I love that. And I love how you can leave the house at eight o'clock at night often it gets to like nine and you look out and go, well, I'll just go for a stroll, an evening stroll. How lovely. Yeah. I love that. Um, and just everyone's happier and just looks lovely and happy and the world looks better in the sun.
0: Yeah. You're a fan of it, then? I'm a fan. Yeah, cause um, being... Not the tubes. Right. Too hot. Hate the tubes. Yeah. That's my one negative. Now, a lot of people, when I've asked them, have done a a little... They've thought back to summers of the past. Are you you
7: reminded of that? Or
0: you were straight in there with the present?
7: Uh, Oh, straight in with the present. Oh, that's me trying to live in the present. (laughs) Very wise, Um, very wise. It would always be, I think, probably summer holidays from school or whatever. And my family used to always go to this little village in Spain that was lovely. And you just do very little and kind of read and lie by a pool and go to the beach and, and... there's a man selling coconuts on the beach, and it's just, how lovely. It does sound lovely, but I can't, I can't relax. Can you, you not? See? No,
0: that would take about 15 minutes of that, and I'd go screaming mad. And you're, you're done.
7: Yeah, I can, I can I understand. start writing a script. Yeah, yeah. I bet you I can imagine. Can't and I'm, I'm a little bit like that after a while, and I kind of go around splashing people. Like Play with me. Get annoyed. Why aren't you annoyed with me? Let's do something. And everyone's like, oh, go away.
0: Lucy, you're such a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you.
7: Thank you.
0: Tom, that was your last scene. Oh, really, was it, sir? Yeah. Ooh. It's the end Ooh. of the play. And can I quickly, Tom, come in and do that podcast thing with you? Yeah. Yeah, so, Tom. Oh, yes. Can you close the door? Oh, OK. It's all right. I'll just lean here. I don't mind about background noise. Um so this is a, a a special summer big finish podcast do you what does summer mean to you well
9: the seasons i 'm very aware of now because i 'm old and i 'm the cycle this year particularly when i 'm now eighty three I was terribly aware in the spring of how swiftly, you know, the the daffodils went and the primroses came and then they went and the foxgloves have been and are going now. And so I'm terribly, terribly aware of the seasons and the time passing. And I think about the Shakespeare quote, you know, that when I do count the clock that tells the time and see the brave day sunk in hideous night, when I behold the violet past prime and sable curls, all silvered or with white, All those things pile up that time is passing on me. I'm terribly aware, not unhappily, of my own mortality. But the thing is about um, working here at Big Finish is that Big Finish, more than any other organisation I've ever worked for, has in fact rejuvenated me and revitalised me. And these very regular uh, recording sessions, as Doctor Who, meaning... No one has done more than I have. Um, that's all. It's been my only... Doctor Who, you see, is the great landmark of my life because all the marvellous things that have happened to me and some marvellous things have happened to me and still do spring out of Doctor Who. And now my Doctor Who is linked inextricably with Big Finish. So to me, being at Big Finish is kind of novana.
0: Just want to see that. Uh, that's David interviewing Tom Baker with his dog. Yeah, Is the dog going to be asking yeah, the well, questions?
9: Well, just talking you about how wonderful our animals are.
0: I'll let you get on with it.
9: Oh, I see, why are you? Po- what, what are you doing here?
0: I'm doing. I'm. It oh, you're still so talking <laughs> to me. Are
9: you? He's <laughs> So I go <get> away. Yes.
0: <laughs> 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 Goodbye. Uh, uh,
9: David, bye bye. Thank you. See you soon.
5: Bye. Cheers, oh
9: bye bye nick thank you thank you a lot
0: so just before we go uh time for one email from mark Fippen. uh he says hi nick and benji regarding your last podcast that one person who complained about your digressions i hope that wasn't me I mean, presumably you'd know whether it was you or not. Uh, Only people might recall my name as being the one who mentioned the length of the podcast and automatically think that that was a reference to me. I love digressions, says Mark Phippen. Digress more, I say. I wouldn't ever want the podcast to become boring, whatever the length. That way leads to death, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mark the paranoid android. It says at the bottom, "Mark will take your advice." Uh, this has been a shorter podcast because Benji's been, you know, relaxing and <laughs> shooting monsters. Um, thank you for your email, and thank you for the emails that are all coming in and waiting for Benji and I uh, in the next podcast to tackle uh, as inefficiently as usual. <laughs> Just before we go, a few final words from my son who's busy recording me here with his uh, digital recorder and headphones on. Ben, have you got any final words for the podcast? Um... Looks like that's a no. How have you been enjoying Doctor Who at the moment?
1: Oh, brilliantly at the moment because I like all those different types of Cybermen episode.
0: Did, what did you think of yeah. the, uh, the, the, the ones with the funny voices?
1: The ones that say... We speak like this.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. I can't do it as good as you. That's why you did the voice. Thanks mate. Um yeah I I I like them just It's a bit weird at the beginning they have a they had a bag on their head instead of the original Cyber thing. And that explains why they had those like ear things, those big ear metal bar things on their head. It it gets rid of the pain. Yeah. That explains why they're there. Oh my goodness! i th- it's, its like the headphones, isn't
0: it? What's that?
1: Okay, i, st- I still thought I thought this was one of the—I thought <laughs> my headphones was
0: Ben—Ben's wearing headphones. He was suddenly <laughs> thinking that maybe they were eliminating the pain in his life. But no, he's just inflicted pain on himself just to prove. Ouch! <laughs> That's just a bit strange.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I think that is the end of the podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, it's not the end of mine. I'm just, I'm going to be recording my life right now. The
0: whole, the whole yeah. of your life.
1: But until my bedtime. <laughs> okay. And then in the summer holidays, I'm going to record um, different days.
0: Okay. And you've got great plans for the summer holidays. Uh, not really. Okay.
1: I don't really know what we're doing.
0: Well, should we say a big goodbye to everyone? Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Benji Clifford and I will be back in the next Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, Monday, the 17th of July 2017. It's, ben, what are you doing clicking that thing? <laughs>